0: Hey there, streakers. How are you today? Hopefully fantastic. On the show today, we have a certified neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, health, life, and success coach, and clinical hypnotherapist for female entrepreneurs who want to up-level their income, their confidence, and their lives. She's an author, speaker, coach, mentor, and difference maker. And she's been an entrepreneur for 25 years. She uses NLP and hypnosis to help you rewire your brain for success and free you from behaviors, thoughts, and beliefs that keep you stuck, overwhelmed, run down, and drowning in self-sabotage. We are so excited and happy to have Mindy Hubner on the show. Let's start streaking. What is streaking and why should you do it?
1: Streaking is how you set up personal winning streaks. Look at who you want to be and what you need to do to become that person. This is streaking.
0: I'm Jeff. And I'm Jamie. And we are streakers. Through 30 years of marriage and seven children, we have learned the power of consecutive consistency or streaking.
1: To start streaking is simple. You just follow these three laws. Make it laughably simple keep a record, and join the streaking community.
0: Streaking is your hidden superpower. With it, you will consistently progress and grow in whatever area of life you want.
1: In this podcast, Jeff and I will share all the fun, exciting, serious, solemn, wonderful parts of family, spiritual, professional, and personal life, and how streaking powers it all.
0: So join us in the conversation, join the movement, and start streaking today.
1: Welcome, Mindy. We're so excited that you're here.
2: Thank you. I am honored to be here and excited, too.
1: I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this podcast for for a while. So we wanted to start off a little bit by telling, tell us like a couple formative experiences in your past that kind of brought you to to where you are and what you do now.
2: Absolutely. I have always been extremely driven, extremely what I would have called type A. Productivity was king. Which also meant that rest was lazy. And you know, that is a really dangerous belief. Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could
0: see that. No kidding.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have always been the overachiever, the carrot, go after. Like you put a challenge in front of me, I'm gonna meet it. A sales mm-hmm. challenge, oh, I'm gonna blow it out of the water, right? To get the little trinket Uh, like you know just there was this i have always been super super driven that way and slowly was seeing not so clearly that okay you're really successful and (laughs) and and finally there came this point 2014 15 right in there where it was just a all right this is not sustainable and you're this could be so much more fun and expansive, like again, extremely successful, although feeling very much like on a hamster wheel and, you know, recognizing that my productivity uh, did not have anything to do with my value or worth uh, and didn't realize that that was probably something going on in the background, a program that was going on in the background. And so when I had that, formative m- moment, a series of things happened, some doors closed, some doors opened. And I had this beautiful moment to take a breath and say, uh, we're gonna do this differently. Like this can be so much better. We could still, you know, make money and be successful and and go after the carrots and know that uh, that doesn't give us any more value than the person who's resting to create, you know, productivity and creativity.
1: I love that. I love I love that you that you said I looked at resting as being lazy because that is such an easy thing to to feel. And sometimes my children will say that to me. They're like, if we even sit down, you think we're being lazy. And I've had to look back and be like, Okay, I, I, I think that's true. I think I do sometimes look at it and think, Hey, you're resting. That's we need to be doing, we need to be going, we need to be making things happen. I loved also that you said that We can still have a level of productivity in our lives, but recognizing that that doesn't mean we are on all the time, that there's, there's ways around this and, and looking at how we're thinking about things and how it's affecting what we're doing.
2: It's super actually damaging to us to believe that we need to constantly be human doings as opposed to human beings. How... How are you cultivating just the two? I mean, just from listening to the podcast and reading the book, clearly you spend time on your relationship together. Okay. Well, if you're both being productive in the doings, how are you being together? How are you cultivating that time? Just being present. Because I think we, we skip presence and we trade it for productivity sometimes, which then takes us to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then we, we lose Like just hands down, we lose when, when we do
0: that. So what, so when you, when you recognized this, there was a moment that you changed over and you started to go down a a different path and it took you down this path of NLP and some of the different uh, areas where you coach today. What, what was that moment? And what was it that you started? You had to rewire your own brain. It sounds like a little bit as well.
2: Totally, I totally got to got to rewire okay. my brain. Like I got yes. to shift perspective. It was a gift, even though gifts don't always look like gifts, right? Uh, it was a gift. What actually happened was the company that I had, I was uh, led a large sales team for seventeen plus years, very successfully trained nationally, regionally, everything for my company, and the doors closed in my division. And so I had this opportunity presented to me to recreate what I had created in another company or make a big shift. And I was like, oh, I think this is the opportunity to make a big shift. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and it was, it was perfect timing as I really believe almost everything. Like, like we're, we're right where we are. So let's just take advantage of it. Right. As opposed to I'm behind or any of those kinds of things, like this is where I am. This is where I am. So let's, let's move in it. Let's create in it and let's get curious in it. And that moment then I recognized, okay, let's, I, I probably heard a podcast as well that turned me onto neuroscience. And I was like, okay, this, I'm not just this way, right? Like this isn't, I had always had a growth mindset without knowing it. I should, I, I feel like I need to back up for just one moment. All those years that I led a large sales team, I did not realize that I was coaching. We didn't call it coaching. Called it training. Uh and and we all trained within. And we trained our organizations and we trained other people's organizations within. We didn't we didn't pay. We didn't pay for somebody to come in. We didn't we didn't pay an outside coach. When I had the opportunity when that when that door closed, I stepped into the online world of education and podcasts and all those things in a way, like I had never been before. And that was a huge shift for me to say, Oh my gosh, like I can learn so much, which to some people listening, i like, duh, but that was not, you know, when you're in your lane, you're in your lane. Right. And it's right. working. And so you're not looking for other things outside of that necessarily. And so that was just like this whole I'm, and I know we'll get to this, like identity is everything. And that was this moment to blow the box off of my identity to really release the limits on my identity and be able to expand. So I had always been a mentor, teacher, coach without realizing it. And so then that, that really expanded into why does, how does my brain work? What makes me do and think and behave in the way I do? And what are the ways to shift that? So it's more empowered for me.
0: As you talk, I'm thinking about the opportunity for self-awareness in that moment where, you know, everything blew up, everything that you were going down and moving toward, doors closed, everything, you know, came to a, a halt. And basically you were uprooted from where you were and now had to look at it differently or maybe not had to. I love the word that you used. You got to. Mm-hmm. You had you mm-hmm. chose to. Because mm-hmm. there are individuals in life where we come to these places of definition and I choose not to look at it and maybe I continue to go down the same paths that I've been in the past but you took the opportunity to say no I think there's something different here that I can go to and be different in a way that is um not you know in a way that's more healthy is is that a great way to describe it i mean is that way to say
2: it? much more sustainable
0: cuz yeah yeah. Sustainable. Yeah, that's I a could, great way. yeah you know
2: i could continue on the path and be driven and you know work at the level that i was working at and still believe that rest was lazy that is not sustainable that is why so many of us have burnt out now right. cuz we're mm. believing this hamster wheel lie
0: mm-hmm. of
2: the human doing as opposed to to like stepping into the human being who mm. then does so much better
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so much better and
1: i you said jeff you know, there's people that that don't step into that. I, as you said that, I was thinking there's more like times in our life that I feel like I, I fight against that. I'm not willing to step into it. And then times where you reach a point where you're like, okay, I need to reevaluate this. I need to look at this differently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and so that's what I was hearing is that there, that you were being more conscious and deliberate in, in that self-awareness and saying, okay, I kind of have a choice here. I can keep doing what I've been doing. And looking at it and saying, and it's worked, it's worked well, but there's more. And and if I look at this differently, I can I can become more and be more, in a way that's not all about the outputs, but more looking too about the inputs. What am I putting in? Not always just focusing on what am I getting out of everything.
2: This is so divine. The exact words that you used, just used, inputs and outputs. I literally had a session yesterday with a client who needs, needs a rest. Mm-hmm. And her brain is so focused on productivity that, it, that it's, it, it's killing her, right? And yeah. I looked up the definition of productivity and the very first thing that came up was about crops. I said, okay, so we don't even really know what is. we don't know what productivity is.
1: is. It's and being the, a farmer
2: the <laughs> second version of it was the input and output and the effectiveness. And so this was a beautiful place to be like, okay, well, what is effectiveness and who do you want to be in that effectiveness? And she wanted a clear mind. And so then we could just like, boom, make this huge shift about productivity is not just, I I specifically said that to her, uh, an outcome of here. I made this here. I did this thing that you can now know what I, what I did in productivity was I cultivated a clear mind. I, you know, I, I was present. This was my productive Mm -hmm. thing is I let my children tell the story with 500 and then they, and, and like, yeah. And, and I was just present. Right.
1: And I was just there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what, as as you were talking about it, I'm like, parenting is one of those things that is the ultimate in trying to recognize that you you can't focus so much on the outputs. You really have to focus on the inputs because the outputs take years to come. So you've really got to be focusing on what am I putting into this child? And then, as you've said, we don't want our children to just turn out amazing. We want to enjoy the process. We want to be present, it's, 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 I think it would be really sad to have amazing children and think, but I really wasn't
0: there, I wasn't there.
1: but they're amazing. That, that That's not joyful. Joyful is they're amazing. And I was present and they had flaws and I was present. And we went through this journey together and we're both being, I like really a lot what you say about we're being.
0: So Mindy, when a, when a client, when, when someone reaches out to you, what state are they in? You know, where, where is it that, oh man, I need to call Mindy or there's something I need to do here. She has something I need. What, what do you what find brings that in? To you. Yeah, what brings yeah. you yes.
2: To you? Uh, they are finally to the, pl- they're successful female entrepreneurs. They have successful businesses. And they're like, this, this is not, this business is not aligned with me. I am showing up in ways I am being a person. I don't want to be I am not having the things that I want. And when I say things, I mean more time, freedom, those types of things, right? This business isn't serving me first so that it can serve others. And I wholeheartedly believe and know that when we create a business that first serves us, like hits all the markers for us, that is how we will serve to our highest and best and our client, customer, student will get the absolute most out of it. Because we can show up in it full out, right? When it serves us first. And so they come to me because they realize this. They realize, okay, it's not another strategy. Like, no offense, but I don't need to streak. I need to change my mindset on streaking first, because that's mm-hmm. what's stopping me. We cannot out I'm yelling. Sorry, I get really excited. We cannot <laughs> I'm glad you're excited. Absolutely. We, we can't out hustle our beliefs. We cannot out-hustle our beliefs. Mm-hmm. We, we're we not designed to. And so we get to rewire our brain to believe that showing up as the human who has a laughable streak, right, and doesn't change the intensity of it is, is creating the container for me to be all that I want to be. Like, first, we get to believe that. Before we start creating streaks and habits and you know all the things past that, that. yeah, yeah,
0: strategies. uh, Exactly. So, as you as work with them, what are some of the and some and some of our streakers that are listening to this. Thinking about my mindset, how do you work with them to change their mindset? What are some of the techniques? I mean, I know NLP is very involved, or not may not be very involved, but there's some things that coaching is definitely going to help. That's why they come to you. But what are some of the things where I would start? What, how could I start with this whole mindset change?
2: Yeah, absolutely. What What's the belief? Like, what What are you believing right now? And here, here's a beautiful way to check to see how uh, a limiting belief is showing up in your life. I recognize a disempowering habit that you have and and reverse engineer that. Because what happens is we think a thought over and over and over again, habitually, it becomes a belief, it becomes an I am. And then we create habits to prove it to ourselves without even realizing it. We're always winning the game we're playing. So we can recognize this in very disempowering ways and very limiting ways when we see, oh, I have a habit of saying I'm overwhelmed. I have a habit and then, oh, look at my life. I prove it all the time. It's very telling for us. And what's just hands down super important for everyone. No judgment. This is just about getting curious. It's about getting curious about the way you're showing up and how powerful you are and and how you get to shift that when you're ready. No shame, no guilt about the past, about, even I'm gonna say it, about breaking a streak. Like it doesn't serve you. Shame and guilt don't serve you. Curiosity will always help you expand. You bet. How do you help people to get past
1: that? I mean, how to, to look at your own life and limiting beliefs, like what do you do to help them to be more curious and less judgmental of themselves?
2: Sometimes it looks like, okay, so you've been being judgmental, like of yourself all this time. How's that serving you? How how does that feel? And if you're not willing to change it for yourself, what, what, What sort of message do you think that's sending to your children or, you know, get curious about, Okay, maybe you don't believe you're worthy and we'll work on that. Are your children worthy of knowing that they get to be human beings as opposed to human doings? Are they worthy of knowing that rest is not lazy? Even though you're struggling with, you know, your own worth about what you get to do, what what can you start to model outward? We're amazing where we will give grace and forgiveness and all these things to everyone else but ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we really I go, okay, what's the belief there? Like what is stopping us from giving to ourselves what we would give to our best friend? Because we get to be our own best friend.
1: Right. That's really, really good. I really, I really that, that resonates with me to be able to look at it and say, "What are, are you teaching your children or the people close to you? You'd never leave say to the people that you love that around you that you're maybe inadvertently teaching, where you like yet you are speaking it to yourself." in those limiting beliefs That's that's good that's really good to be able to look at that that's really good so talk to us a little bit up oh go ahead
2: I was just gonna say and it's curiosity there's no like mm-hmm. there's no shame on being a bad role model like and, and while that's see, probably seems easy for me to say this is lived experience like really mm-hmm. lived experience of a very <laughs> like tumultuous past and just blessing and releasing like I am who I am and all those experiences like brought me to here and they have made me like who I am. Who I am. And so yeah. I get to keep evolving. I, I, I there's, no, there's no point in feeling shame or guilt for ways that I've showed up, right, about it because I can't do anything about it except for now in the presence. And so how about I, instead of saying I should have and those types of things, I go from now on in the future and next time I want to step into this. I want to embrace this. I want to be curious about this. Because I get to talk to us
1: a little bit about curiosity. Like how how, that seems to play a huge role in what you teach. How did you discover that? And and why is it such a why is it such an integral part?
2: It shifts that whole shame and judgment. It's it's not look at what you did, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. It's wow, get curious about that. Like just let's just step out of it and it came from actually the uh, the school I got my health coaching certification at years ago. That's how I started, was a health coach because I've always cared about my health and, and nutrition and all of those things. And I thought, well, that's kind of a perfect fit. And they really drilled that in. Like, mm. get curious. At, and instead of all the other things that you could do and all the other ways that you could look at this, what if you stepped back and got curious? And it was immediate. Like, yes, it was just my whole body screamed. Yes. And I had already been doing that without, without being able to put a word on it. And so when we're curious about something, isn't that curious? Like, hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. and,
2: and here's the next piece that's so vital that I'm going to invite you all to, to start to shift as well. Why asking why is a really great question until it's not so why to move you towards your, your purpose? Like, why would I want to do this streak? What would doing this streak do for me? Like why, why, why? Seven whys deep, beautiful. The moment you start doing the, well, why didn't I keep the streak? Get, Cause then you're going to go into your story about how you're not worthy and you never show up and you write all of those things. Instead we get to switch. And this is curiosity. We get to go, what made me stop? What made me, when did I decide that I wasn't gonna streak anymore? It just takes that, because the moment we say why, what do we say? Because, and we just tell a story right away. And I don't mean story lie. I mean, a story, what is in our brain? Oh, well, this is why. And we fall back on those deeply held limiting beliefs that that we haven't learned to shift out of yet. And so I switched my clients right away to, okay, let's ditch the why. What, when, how, how, how could I create this differently? What Um. could I do differently? How could I serve myself differently in this to believe that I could show up in it? What do I get to believe about myself in order to then have a new streak?
0: Yeah. As you, um, without Obviously, breaking any confidences. What are some of the successes that you've had with it, with some of your clients, and what have they experienced? And there, there's probably, I mean, you could you probably have a shelf full of successes and stories. Maybe you could share with us a little bit about what those successes look like and what happened.
2: What What's coming to mind very quickly are are two themes that happen. So one are beautiful boundaries. I work with. The majority women. I do have male clients, but but mostly I work with female clients. And historically, it's rough for us to set boundaries. Sometimes, you know, we're we're very much taught from society that, like, you know, super mom and corporate exec and, and that's that's just not you know what I mean. Like, and people pleasing and all of those types of things are just these learned things that we've been. Some of us have been taught, not all of us, obviously not, not all women, right? Right. Boundaries can prove to be a very sticky, tricky thing. And the, the moment that they step into the belief that boundaries are love, things start to shift boundaries. Let, you know how I love myself and how you can love me and boundaries allow me to continue to love you because now, you know, the boundary. The big thing is I'm the only one who truly will honor my boundaries. And so I get to, I get to respect myself and honor my boundaries. I had a shift with a client whose own mother, uh, never had time for her ever. Like it was always like, no, 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 no. So she decided when she would become a mother, she would always have time for her kids. Okay. So what, where did that go sideways? Wow. is that they constantly interrupted everything as opposed to knowing, yes, you're vitally important. I always want to hear what you have to say. And when mommy's door is shut, she's working and we'll I'll see you in 15 minutes. This whole, so then I said, she's like, oh, I don't know if I can. I said, okay, do your kids have bedroom doors? Yep. Have they slammed them on you yet? Yep. They're stating a boundary, aren't they? They want you to know.
0: Such a good example. They need <laughs>
2: they need space, right? They need space too. They deserve it. They're telling you they want it. Maybe not in the way you want to hear it, but they're doing what they can with the tools they have. That was like that. This particular client was a huge like aha for her about boundaries actually do equal love. And my kids are also showing me that they they deserve space and I get to show them that I deserve space and it doesn't mean I don't love you and it doesn't mean I don't want to be with you. It means I deserve space and you deserve space. And that's all it means. It doesn't, we don't have to that's make right. it mean a million other things, which is a million
1: other things. Something right. that we do it's as just... humans.
2: Yes. So that's... that's a huge one boundaries. Mm-hmm. The other one is, is trusting that, because I work with the again, the majority of entrepreneurs, is trusting that. I get to create a business that serves me first, not I I don't have to follow the patterns and the molds of all the biggest gurus and copy them. And and that's the only way I can create a business. That's a lie Uh, because you're not them. So you have a different path anyway, Mm -hmm. and they're not you. Let's celebrate that. And you come with different gifts and different needs to the table and different desires. And so that shift of I still get to be successful, I still get to have the things I want from a business and it gets to feel really good when they make that shift, they're limitless, like nothing can stop them.
0: You know, trusting that I get to create a business that serves me is a huge mind shift. Being an entrepreneur, I mean, we're entrepreneurs and being entrepreneurs ourselves, it's oftentimes because we look at it and say, I've got to serve the client. I've got to serve the client. The client is the most important thing. <coughs> and forget that in order to serve the client, I need to be on my best game. And if I'm not on my best game, I'm not really going to be able to serve the client well. Exactly. I mean, exactly. A massive, massive mind shift. As you look at um, you know going through these and uh, the boundaries and and being able to look at that the business in the way that that it serves me first now now you you help your clients how long does it take for you to work with them through this? and I know that that's Probably a, a, a tough, question. tough question because it depends. But what do you see as far as being able to make these mind shifts? Is it years? Is it is it months? Is it, you know, I get it right up front, but then it takes a little bit longer. But what do you see?
2: All of the above. Uh, okay. So I have one client <laughs> that I have been yeah. working with for uh, over a year now. And she's to the place where she has made these massive breakthroughs because little hinges swing big gates. So she's made tiny shifts, tiny shifts, tiny shifts, tiny shifts. And now all of a sudden, like had this explode, like most recently with boundaries. She was a self-proclaimed people pleaser. When we first started working together, she could not say the word confidence because she said that was arrogant. Like it got stuck in her throat. Now mm-hmm. she's like, I'm confident. It's been this, and for her, it's it's been a very slow process. She said from the beginning, takes me a long time to get to the next thing. Like I'm a slow learner. She, we're working on that too, shifting that belief, right? But she's making all this progress. The majority of my clients, one session, and we've shifted the belief. One one laser session, one 20 minute session, and they've got this new perspective and they start up leveling in it. They start releasing in it. They start showing up differently. I have this gift of bringing the unconscious conscious. So we'll talk for a few minutes and I will know some of your limiting voice already, mm-hmm. right? And so then the moment that you say, I just had a client, this is fabulous. She, her business does about 2 million in revenue. She wants to move that to 4 million in revenue. And it's not like every time the revenue goes up, the expenses go up. And she's just like, I'm like, okay, what's the belief? and we got into the belief well what who will i be right if i if the systems and processes that i have put in place for the business to grow with me lessen it who will i be if i am mm. not everything in the business what will i do with my time like there was this panic and what we do is we self sabotage without even realizing without it without recognizing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so that was a 20 minute session of this That's like yes yeah I get to step back and still have this growth and I get to find other things to do with my time. The things I said I wanted to do when I built a business anyway, right? Yes.
0: Which, which leads me to the question that, what I was thinking about, maybe a statement and then a reaction from you is once I've, I've understood that about my entrepreneurial life and what it is I do, it has a huge impact on my personal life and what I do there. I mean, it's just got to, yes, yes.
2: Absolutely. What I love to say. So one of my coaches mentors uh, says, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I always go, yes. And, and how about, how about how I do one thing is how I get to do everything. And so the moment I make that shift, I get to then copy and paste that pattern of excellence on to other areas of my life. I get to cast the vision and cast the vote for myself over and over again about who I'm becoming, whom I'm embodying with this thought, with this belief, with this action, with this streak, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So to do after
1: they've, after they've talked with you in the sense of, so you've done talking with them. How do they, how do they go forward? What things do they do that you're like, okay, this is where you need to put this in
2: place. Absolutely. So there's always homework. Uh, when you, when you work with me in a laser session, we bust through the belief or we talk about the meaning that you've given something to then shift perspective on that. And then here's the homework. And so sometimes the homework is, journal on this, like what other meanings, you know, we've worked through other meanings that you can give to this. What's a more empowered belief. We've started with a mantra. Where can you make this a mantra, uh, a 10 on a scale of one? I don't believe it 10. Like this is my soul kind of a thing. right? Right. So there's always some, some homework aligned action. The way that I work with my clients is how does this feel? and and can you step into this can you try this on i'm not saying you're going to do this for the rest of your life can you try it on and 99.99999 percent of the time like yes and so if it's a uh, then we then we work through okay what's aligned action because the truth is right you're not going to do it if it's not if if it's not aligned if you haven't thought it was your own idea right, right. <laughs> like you have stopped it yeah. you get to you get to say like, yeah, I can do that. I can be that, that, that person I can step into starting to become, I can cast a vote for that version of me by taking this aligned action by journaling, by, by going for a walk every day and just Mm -hmm. disconnecting it really, the homework really, really, really depends. I had a client come to me, which is so this, this is not like what I do, but it, it is what I do. Uh, she really wanted to find a significant other and she was really struggling with it. And she felt like it was her mindset around it. And so we talked about when she sat down to go on her dating app, creating a whole experience around it, embodying who she wanted to be so she lit a candle and she put music on and she had a glass of wine and she made it an experience and this is about being present and and making our lives extraordinary is when we take the ordinary and shift them and we make it an experience
1: that reminds me of i had a friend um early early on and i guess like middle of our married years i had had several kids already but she had this ability to make the most ordinary things an extraordinary experience and I loved being with her because everything seemed special like and and you're right it totally brought you into this present time and it and it made me look at maybe mundane things or things that I was just trying to get through to get to the next thing differently because she had learned to make those things an experience. And people loved being around her and her children were happy and enjoying things. And and I looked back and 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 the reason I remember that is because I remember meeting her and being a little bit surprised, I guess, and being like, can you do that? Like, I guess you can. Why can't you? And and just this, which is such an odd thought because I'm like, well, of course you can. But I remember thinking in the moment, I was like, I guess you could do that. You could make that event that ordinary little thing special by doing what and so I, I really I, I that resonates I agree that taking something and being like I'm gonna make this an experience and and by being present you get the <clears throat> fulfillment out of it I know and maybe I've said this before on the podcast but there have been times that having lots of small children when I would have them at home I would get overwhelmed and think oh my goodness I don't know if I like being a mom which is an interesting thought because, you know, you are, there's, there's no going back on that decision. You you made that decision. You're, you're, the, you're that a ball. ship
2: has sailed. And, <laughs> yes.
1: yeah. and I, and, and in those times I recognized that it was like, you know what? You need to be present. You need to remind yourself why you, why you like this. You can get so caught up in all of the things that need to be done and all the things that help our family to run smoothly you need to stop doing all of those first things for a little bit, and just enjoy that you have a family. Enjoy the little things, and and when you do that, those little things that are annoying when you're trying to be so productive become tender, and and I think that that's and I think that can be the case in all of life is that those things that, that oftentimes can be an annoyance to us because we're trying to get to that next thing. If we slow down and we're present. They can become tender moments and, and a lot of opportunity to learn a lot about ourselves yeah. I, and freeing, allowing yourself to be like, okay, I am okay. And, and I enjoy doing what I'm doing and, opportunity. Think, and life is good.
2: Opportunity. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, that's the place that we get to, I, I have two ways that I want to chime in there. Um, One, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this lovingly. You get to not, you need to, right. you get to like get you to. get to uh mm-hmm. it we just think differently when we when someone says you should you need to I have never liked to be told what to do my mother can mm-hmm. attest to that
0: <laughs> and when
2: someone gives me the choice I get to I get to think like I get to get curious I get to ask mm-hmm. myself what's making me say I don't like being a mom like because I. I do like being a mom. It's this moment that's making me say that not Mm -hmm. being a mom, right? And so I get to, it's just like, it's just extremely expansive when we, when we get to the other piece of that is most of the time we go from struggle to challenge to opportunity. This is something that I've seen in all my clients and struggle. Actually, when we say that it gets stuck in our throat and it's like, oh, struggle. Like it it just kind of gets stuck there. Challenge when we go to challenge. That feels that that feels different, even though it can literally be the same thing. Like we mm-hmm. we can have challenging children, we can have challenging moments, we can have, we'll pay for challenges, right? You guys run. Like, have you ever paid to go run? <laughs>
0: we'll pay for <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right.
2: We'll pay for, we'll pay for a challenge where we get to start shifting our mindset as we go from struggle to challenge the only thing that shifts there is how we're looking at the situation. It can be the exact same situation. And then from challenge to opportunity, again, the only thing shifting is how we are perceiving the moment, right? We are perceiving it as, well, this is an opportunity to remind myself why I love being a mom, as opposed to, yeah. it's a challenge to be a mom. Where can I find the pleasure in it? Or being a mom's a struggle. And it's all of those things. No one's discounting that. Right. You know, that's human emotion, you get no, there's no spiritual bypassing, we get to feel our emotions and all these things. And then, you know, move from there. So what I'm envisioning as you're talking is, is a journey
1: that you're taking yourself through in the moment in these times where, where you're having these, these moments of maybe not satisfied with what you're doing, or just, you know, as you said, you're in the struggle. This is the journey that you can go through to say, okay, I'm going from a struggle. Is it a struggle? Because it's interesting that you would bring this up because Jeff and I were just having this conversation and I said something about a struggle and you're like, I just don't know if I like that word. Like I don't like that word. So it's interesting that you come here because I I feel like she put in words what you were saying that you're Mm -hmm. just like, struggle has this negative, like, oh, I'm struggling. And then taking, but walking yourself through this place where you're able to say, struggle to a challenge to an opportunity, which can completely change the way that you approach it without the outside circumstances having to change at all, Right, which is really what we all want is the ability to be able to handle and work through the things that we're dealing with in life in a much better way.
2: Mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. being
1: able to do that ourselves, even when it's maybe circumstances that we don't have a huge amount of control over the actual circumstances. How interestingly, though, that a lot of times you are able to change those circumstances by being able to change this mindset, this shift from struggle to challenge to, okay, opportunity. And I, I think a lot too about a lot of times it's phrased in um, gratitude. That's sometimes the way that I will go there is like, okay, there's things here that, that I want to be grateful for because... Because it could be different, and and this is really an opportunity that I I do appreciate these things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it makes sense there, but yeah, yeah, ahead, no.
2: Maggie. I was just gonna say it, this is also not bypassing the fact that man, we can struggle. It yeah. it's, there's no shame in feeling this way. And so then, what resources? Who can I reach out to? What can I do? Because the moment that I then can get a lifeline, that I can talk to someone, that I Now I'm, I'm in a challenge. Like when I can find a resource, when I can listen to someone, when I can just take a beat and take a breath, like I can, I can shift out of that. It's, it's never negating. I don't want to go down the slippery slope of negating the struggle or the challenge or, or any of the circumstances or any of that. Because we all have those in our life they're all different and you know we we get to show up in them the only thing ever that we can control is us what how mm-hmm. we show up what we perceive believe think about a situation and how we get to change it I, we can never control each other we can influence mm-hmm. we can never control each other and ultimately you know we can't control our circumstances outside of us we can control how we show up in them and and so just reminding ourselves of that too like
1: which is as you're talking I the thing that I felt like grace that I was giving myself is looking at it and being like it's a journey don't don't expect yourself to have to be to this certain place that's just another thing to kind of beat yourself up about but looking at it and so because I agree there are times that you're like this is a struggle I'm in that. I'm in that. But it's the journey. I don't want to stay in the struggle. I don't want to spend my whole life in the struggle. But I But I also don't want to deny that there are things that are hard, really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a journey to get to go through. Yes. And I really like what you say where you're like, and I get to go through them. I mean, even some of my biggest struggle, challenge, opportunity in life, I look back and think, like you had said earlier, it shaped who I am. And it was i am grateful that i got to go through that that i got to be a part of that experience
0: even though in the moment i may not feel that even though in the moment i was like this is a struggle but it's the
1: journey it's the working through that it's the it's the the place that we're and i think you talk about that a little bit too in in where you're going the direction you're heading who you're becoming Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. the lessons that we this is this is so I, i work a lot with lesson release right like i I'm telling you, like I've had an interesting path and I have been able to bless and release the version of me that no longer serves me and take with me the growth and the lesson that I learned from maybe that super struggle challenge opportunity that I wouldn't want to do again. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying, please, let's do five more times of that. (laughs) However... Wow, when I look back on it, I can take the learning in a really objective way <clears throat> and and shift what happens after, you know, like the learning is, that we can take from it.
1: Is it weird that as you were talking, I was thinking about, is her name Marie Kondo? Uh,
0: Marie Kondo. Yes,
1: Marie Kondo. The things that you do to get rid of clutter in your home. I'm like, is that the same to do to get rid of the clutter in your life? You look at it, thank it thank for you. being a part of your life. Yes. And then let it go.
2: Bless and release. Yes, <laughs> it's, it no so, it's no longer serving. It's no longer sparking joy. Yes. Exactly. All of that and I that don't need
1: I don't need to hold on to it. Or I mm-hmm. or I will get cluttered.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. great.
0: Well, this has been enlightening and we could continue and for a long time. <laughs> However, we unfortunately don't have a long time. Um what as we close up here, Mindy. You know, we've discussed quite a bit. Is there any final thoughts that you have as you know, you talk to um, your clients and others? Any final thoughts? And then following that, how can how can our streakers reach you? What is it where where can they find you?
2: Final thoughts. You absolutely can have an extraordinary life. And if you're an entrepreneur, a soul-aligned business. And this is being it begins in being present and being curious. And like I said before, recognize a disempowering habit or a way that you're showing up that you're like, yeah, that's really not serving me anymore, and reverse engineer it back to what what are you believing in that? Because that's the habit is the belief, right? Like the automatic, mm. the automatic go to. Because this is where you get to start unpacking. You are so worth it. You are so full of possibility. You're so capable of anything, truly anything. So I I really like step into that. How can I get curious about that, starting to make that micro shift in a way that I'm showing up that I don't want to show up anymore. A thing that I don't want to do anymore, you know, doing that. And you right. can find me on all the socials at Mindy Hubner. Uh, I'm new on TikTok. I would love a follow on TikTok. Trying to get to that thousand people so I can go live.
0: <laughs> right, love it, yeah, absolutely. So on all those, and is it just Mindy Hubner? It's just at Mindy Huber. Is there any other mm-hmm. handle that you have? Okay, no,
2: nope, no, nope, just my name.
0: All right, wonderful. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Mindy. It has been a pleasure and a blessing to us in our lives to have you on our streaking show, Streakers reach out to Mindy. There's a lot of great wisdom and opportunity there. We hope to uh, continue our relationship with you and have her in the future. So until then, everyone, keep streaking. What a great conversation with Mindy, Jamie. There were so many things that I wrote down. My primary thought that I had as far as thinking about her and streaking is I went right to the B statement. Yeah. I mean, that was everything that she was talking about is beliefs and human being. Mm-hmm. In Actually, in the Streaking book, we talk about to be to be a human being, you have to be to a be human doing. doing. And she talked about to be a human doing, doing you have to, to be a human, human being. being. So those two things coincide. It's like two oars on the boat. Mm-hmm. I've got to have both of those rowing and in the same direction in order to get somewhere.
1: That's so that, what, that's, that's
0: kind of where I, I went to right away.
1: I heard too, as as she talked a ton about I get to, that resonated with me, that that shift from I have to, I need to, to I get to. And, and I thought, how do you create that in your life when it's... So I was thinking sometimes about myself. I'm like, I say things so quickly. And she corrected a couple times, you know, you get to, you get to. And I thought, how can you get yourself to change some of those things that are ingrained that you do sometimes subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And I thought about this, and I was like, I could set a streak every day to say, I get to, just at one time during the day, just to help me recognize how often I'm thinking I have to, I need to, I should, and change that to, I get to, Mm -hmm. I get to do this.
0: Yeah. And, and I love that because when you talk about it, get to, she she used this word a couple of different times, disempowering habits.
1: Yes. Disempower. I know I wrote that down too.
0: And the reason why that stuck out to me is we often talk about the difference between a habit and a streak. And she's talked about this. Disempowering habit is an automatic go-to. Mm-hmm. Like what you just said, I have to do this is an automatic, it's an automatic I would say I it, without even even it, yet, it without even recognizing it. Without even recognizing it because my beliefs have been programmed in that way. I believe that that is a habit. In fact, most habits that are automatic are usually disempowering. Mm-hmm. The ones, the streaks are on the other side. The streaks are the intentional, I'm gonna do this every day. So to your example, to set a streak to say, I get Kit to two. at least one time daily, and then marking that off. You talk about bringing that to the forefront of your mindset and being able to see it, understand it, and believe in it. Right. That now starts to really change who you are and who you're becoming. And who
1: you're becoming. And 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 that again, that focus on what input can I put in? Mm-hmm. Not worrying about the output necessarily in this situation, but just saying, I get to, I get to do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was that was my that was my takeaway.
0: Yeah. There's a There was a, another one in here that I really enjoyed and that was the boundaries conversation. Oh, um, I think that there are so many times in our lives where we allow individuals, organizations, companies to encroach on and even break our boundaries mm-hmm. for any number of good reasons. There's any number of good reasons why I can allow organizations, individuals to encroach and break my boundaries. And I think that Holding those boundaries, not I think, let me state it more emphatically, holding your boundaries creates better relationships. Yeah. It creates better friends. We had a neighbor, and I think you'll remember this, who said, good, or, good fences make great neighbors. Yep.
1: In <laughs> other words, having a boundary there, uh-huh. a, a, an established boundary.
0: Yeah. So I was thinking what about- What was interesting in that, sorry, just a little metaphor on that. We had this backyard where there were five houses that backed our backyard. In the very beginning, all of the area in our houses was complete, there was no fences. Mm -hmm. In other words, it was all open. And I remember thinking about these five houses. It was like, they all looked down on our backyard. We We were the Coliseum. Yeah, we
1: we, we nicknamed it the Coliseum, yep.
0: What we did is with those neighbors, we built fences. Mm -hmm. Interestingly though, we put gates in the fences so that we could still have access to one another rather than having to go around the front door. I think that that is completely okay in your boundaries to have gates. To have gates, but you control the gate. The gate is on the lock is on your side, and you get to choose when you open that gate and when you uh, and when you close that gate and keep it locked.
1: So I was thinking, if you're a person that has struggled with boundaries, could you set a streak to evaluate my boundaries weekly?
0: Yeah, I think so. So you
1: look at it and you're like, I'm just going to evaluate what are my boundaries? How did I do with my boundaries? What gates am I going to allow in my boundaries? What? But you were able to look at that as a, because I think in the same way that oftentimes finances can be scary to people and you set a streak around it, it helps you become more comfortable with that particular thing. You're more comfortable with looking at your finances. It's not a scary thing anymore because I've got a streak. Could boundaries be that same way that you set a streak and you're like, I'm just going to evaluate or review my boundaries each week. Maybe that means I don't have any and I'm going to review that. Or maybe that means I set one and I'm going to review it. Or how did I do with boundaries this week? Did I even think about it? And then going back and being like, oh, I guess I could have had this boundary here. Do you know what I mean? You just, again, bringing it to the foreground of your life where you've had this opportunity to learn something and you recognize, you know what? I need to work on boundaries. That's something that resonated with me. Set a streak that says, I'm just going to evaluate my boundaries once a week.
0: And then what happens when you set that streak is you get curious. Yes. Like what she said. I'm curious curious. as to what it was that caused me either to break that boundary or to Mm -hmm. hold firm to that boundary. Whatever it was, I get real curious. And what Mindy said is, you know, what made me? When did I decide? And she has the beautiful boundaries as the... What, what you're evaluating and looking at. I thought so, uh, so excellent being able to discover what it is, who it is that I'm being, what boundaries I need to set up. And then to your point, having a streak that will allow you to consciously and consecutively look at that boundary and consider it. Was there anything else?
1: No, I just, that she talked about, you know, when we were like, what things can you do? Oh, having that's,
0: I was just going to, yeah.
1: A journal or taking a walk or having a mantra all of these things that again set a streak to because you keep have a business.
0: journal streak right now I do have a journal would streak. you say that your journal streak helps you in this who I'm who I'm becoming because she had mentioned it because you asked the question what do you have your clients do when they to have these mindsets and she mentioned right out of the shoot journaling. yeah and and that's a lot of what and you I hear thought the about board.
1: that and I thought about my journal streak and I thought you know what's interesting about that is that oftentimes I'm kind of recording what happened in the day. Yeah. And then I do have these times where I feel two, three, four pages of just I just need to get this out or this was amazing and I want to make sure that I capture what happened here. Yeah. And so it's not every day that I'm doing that, but because I have a journal that I keep every day, yeah, it has become a tool that helps me when I need it. So, I don't know that I was going to say, I don't know that I consciously think, oh, I've got a journal about this. But actually, as I'm saying that, I'm like, no, I've had that thought several times yeah. where I'm like, oh, I need to journal about
0: this. And with the streak, that gets you into the Or huh. let me
1: rephrase that. I get I to get journal to... <laughs> about this.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Which is a blessing, which is- It
0: really is a blessing.
1: To be able to do that. And yeah. then the other thing she talked about was taking a walk of, 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 I get to go out and take a walk each day. And it's interesting because- setting a streak around something, it, it changes it a little bit. Where, you, where you, In a weird way, there's times that I'm like, I'm being productive because I'm doing my streak, I'm going on my walk, <laughs> but it's maybe that's something that I wouldn't allow myself to do otherwise mm-hmm. because I'm too busy to do that right now. And, and looking at it, and that to me is the essence of what streaking is, is it's saying, look, you've got these things that you recognize have a gap, have a, have a deficiency where you know, this is important in your life, but you're not able to get yourself to Mm -hmm. do it. Change it a little bit, set a streak around it and say, okay, this is something that I want to do right now. And, and I'm going to just see how many days in a row can I do this?
0: I was, I also thought about where we started as, as far as after talking with Mindy and the B statement, one of the things that i do every day is write at least one sentence of my b statement mm-hmm. and that's really helped sculpt who i am becoming who i am now who i am becoming and what how my streaks play into that yeah you know and that so it's interesting because you can have streaks that are what i call the floorboard streaks those are the ones that are are the mindfulness ones the mm-hmm. ones where i'm looking at it and saying I would say, like some here's some of my floorboard streaks. One of them is to write at least one sentence of my B statement daily. A second floorboard streak is to um, read at least one verse of scripture daily. A third floorboard streak, not one that I have, but I could see as a third floorboard streak. Actually, I kind of have it, but it's different, is to meditate at mm-hmm. least one time daily. A fourth one would be to walk or run at least one time daily. Those are all necessary and i i need to keep them in the streak methodology because they're not going to be something that comes automatic Mm-mm. more automatic will be sitting on the couch <laughs> watching a, a, a binge binge watching a show that maybe we haven't seen in a long time by the way stargate is back on netflix you so... <laughs> say
1: binge watching shows but i also look at it and i'm like more automatic might also be that you're helping other people do you know what i mean or you're you have work that you are really? yeah so i see that in you a lot of times that that there's These things that are important to us sometimes can fall off the plate, not because we're sitting around watching TV, but because there's people out there that are like, oh, I want to help this person. I want to do this. And so you get involved doing those things.
0: Mind blow right there. It really I, so it's I, not
1: always that, and I see this in you. I know you're you're <laughs> like, oh, it's because i have been washing. I'm like, no, sometimes it's because you're serving other people and you've spent so much time doing that. There's not a ton of time left over at the end of the day to do these things or during the day, there wasn't a lot of time to do these things that you know are important to you, but not because you weren't doing really important things. Wow. And so streaking allows for that too, where it's just like, okay, I spent all day today serving other people, which is exactly what I needed to be doing today. And I'm still gonna I'm still gonna do my streak. I'm still gonna take the time to do this thing that is this this streak that's important to me. The other thing I that's thought really, is she
0: that, was wait, I gotta pause right there. That's that's really insightful. I mean I, I had not seen that side of it before because I always go to that side where it's... I know. Same. And it's
1: kind of bothered me sometimes because I'm like, you make it sound like you sit on the couch all the time. And I'm like, you don't. That's not what's... Ha-. And I think that's part of what Mindy was saying is sometimes yeah. we look at when when people are wanting to be productive and wanting to be improving and changing, it's easy to look at and think resting is lazy. And, and that was one of the key things that I thought found that was fascinating that that's how she started the podcast was saying, resting is not being lazy. And and when we can make that shift, that can have a huge amount of impact. You so, can
0: help me, Jamie Downs. Mm. I have problems. <laughs> you can help me. <laughs> the other thing that I
1: was thinking real quick, because I know we're almost out of time, is that she talked about having a mantra. And I thought about the B statement also. And it's been so fascinating to see how our B statements have changed. Yeah. And I think that's super important that's great that point. you start somewhere and don't be intimidated. You're like, okay, this is my mantra. This is, but then you get going you're like, well, actually I need it to be, and, and you tweak it and you learn and you make it better. And you, I think that's what a mantra is, is that it changes with you as you need it to there's some things that may stay the same forever because if it's working you're like no this is what i live by right but having that freedom to say well this was where i started but actually i've learned a little bit and i'm changing it to this this is now and and i feel like there was some that's part of her curiosity and having latitude in there to say this is where you started and this is where you're going and and keeping yeah. it going.
0: Well, I think we'll have Mindy on in a future podcast episode. Was really I, it was really fun to have her on and I'm, I'm looking forward to it again. Streakers, thank you so much for tuning in for listening for whatever long run you might be on right now.
1: Hope we got you through <laughs> whatever. Hope we got you through got whatever, you whatever the dishes, it was. The long run. The, the yeah,
0: getting ready in the morning, whatever Sales it is.
1: report that you just didn't need to think about but had to get done. <laughs> but had
0: to get done. Hopefully you got. Hopefully you're able to get that done. If you enjoyed this show, will you please give us a rating out there on any of your favorite podcast forums, whichever one you listen to. Please give us a rating, give us a review. And also, if you wouldn't mind... We'd invite you to set a streak to share this podcast with at least one other person weekly. Nice. (laughs) Hey, we would appreciate it. it I think that the other thing though that honestly, if you share this with someone else, it really does it's it's when we've shared it as far as streaking is concerned. It has immensely blessed our lives and it's blessed the lives of those who with whom we've shared it and they've then shared it. It's really been significant.
1: And let's be honest, who do we learn from? We learn a lot from each other. Yeah. And so the more you can share when other people understand that methodology and you can talk about it, we learn things from each other. There's so many things. That from doing this podcast, I'm like, oh, I had this, and now I've kind of changed. I believe this because somebody opened up my mind to see something more clearly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So thanks, everyone, for joining. If you have a question or would like to comment, please do so uh, either on the podcast itself. You can also go to our website, www.streakingmastery.com. You can also download the streaking app and follow Jamie's streaks. They're quite phenomenal. And see how she's completing those. And she comments on them every once in a while to share with you how she's doing. Or you can email us directly. We answer every single email. Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y at streakingmastery.com or...
1: Jamie, J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com.
0: Until we talk to you again... Keep streaking. Keep streaking.